Hey friends, Emma here. It's Tuesday, December 27th. Welcome to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with your host, Kevin White. This is the podcast where we say yes to God's call to finish the task of the Great Commission. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and serial entrepreneur. He has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Now as CEO of Spirit Media, Kevin is reinventing the publishing industry by connecting publishing and branding, starting marketing before publishing, and publishing in every format, everywhere, to all nations. If you need help writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand, get help from Kevin and his team at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Okay, now here's your host, Kevin White. How are you doing? I am Kevin White, and I am here helping you prosper in the presence of God. This keynote is all about you, and we have friends from the USA and India, Thailand, the Philippines joining. So please take time right now and leave a message in the chat. Tell us where you're watching from and say hello to brothers and sisters around the world. There's India, I see you. Australia, Thailand, welcome. Is anyone watching from Afghanistan? How about Pakistan? There's Ukraine, welcome. Russia, I hope uh, you are all doing well. Uganda, Ghana, Mexico, Canada, welcome to this live broadcast. I'm excited to announce the release of my next book, my latest book, What's Your Word? Changing Your Path One Word at a Time. It is an incredible revelation from God, and I hope you will get a copy of it. Right now, it's available in ebook paperback and hardback. The audio book will be coming very soon, but please leave a five-star review and help others to choose their path one word at a time as well. What is your word? I hope you will allow this book to inspire you to ask God for his word over your life and you will engage his word and watch what God does in your life. Well, last month, I shared a message with you entitled, God's Presence. Were you here for that powerful word from God? I hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and comforted to seek and pursue the presence of God like never before. Well, today, God has given another powerful word, and this is entitled, Audacious Generosity. I was blessed to share this recently in Pakistan, and I want to bring it to you live today. As you know, my book, Audacious Generosity, was my very first book that I wrote, and it's based upon John 3:16, for God so loved that he gave. And I have watched God's strategy of audacious generosity for over two decades in the ministry to India. 
I have watched how villages close to the gospel would throw rocks at pastors and churches trying to share the good news of Jesus, and they would close their village gates and their hearts and their minds to the word of God, but yet that same village would open up their gates, their hearts and their minds to a free medical clinic. And I watched how doctors could bring medicine and we as teams could pray over people in the village and we could share free Bibles and free medicine. And I watched how God again and again and again opened up people's hearts through generosity. And that has been God's strategy from the very beginning. And it's still his strategy today. And today God has sent me to provide a powerful word into your life on audacious generosity. And we're going to start with Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. So take out your Bibles and let's look at Matthew 7, 11. I've shared this verse many times in various keynotes throughout the years. And today, this is our key verse, and I want you to share it with me as I read it. Are you ready? Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. This is from the NIV. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? I want to pray over you before you hear this word from God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would forgive me for every day of my life in which I have misunderstood, which I have misrepresented your true identity. And I pray that you would instill within me and everyone watching your proper identity. Father, would you change our minds, change our behavior, change our thinking. Father, that we would be true witnesses of our Heavenly Father Come and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, today, God has sent me into your life to ask you if you are bearing His proper identity. Do you consider God as a generous Father? For the longest time, I didn't. And God wants to restore our identity and he wants to restore his proper identity in our life you know the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and one of the things of the enemy's tactic is to misrepresent the character of god in our life and this is probably one of the greatest areas i've ever witnessed in all my life where the enemy does the most harm, tells the most lies, and it is about the character of God in this area of generosity. I want to ask you, when was the last time you woke up and immediately began thinking about the generosity of your Heavenly Father? When's the last time you said, Father, thank you, for all of this undeserved generosity you keep pouring into my life. You know, for, for unfortunately, a large portion 
of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, generosity and God do not go together. Now, I didn't say, unfortunately, for the large portion of the world, that is a tragedy as well. But it's even more tragic that for the large portion of the people of God, generosity and Father God do not go together. And that needs to change right here, right now. So I asked the Lord, Father, what do you want people to know today on today's broadcast? And he said, I want you to tell them these three things. The first one is he wants you to know I am generosity. He is generosity. I want you to hear the voice of your heavenly father whispering into your inner spirit. I am generosity. I want you to think about it. The truth is life is generosity. Breath is generosity. Your heartbeat is generosity. Salvation is generosity. The reality of Jesus dying in my place, in your place, is generosity. To be forgiven of our sin is generosity. To have our sins separated from us as far as the east is from the west is generosity. Food is generosity. Shelter is generosity. Clothing is generosity. I could stand here for the rest of this keynote listing one item after another, and it is all evidence of God's generosity. In last month's keynote, I talked about the parables that Jesus has given us related to the kingdom of God. And in those parables, we are taught that the world today is filled with two kinds of people. There are people who passionately pursue the presence of God, and there are people who could care less about the presence of God. And in those parables, we saw that Jesus is coming again, and one day he will separate those people out, the people who passionately pursue the Word of God from the people who could care less about the Word of God. And in that day, there will be a separation from the generosity of God from, to, to a world known as hell without the presence of God, without the generosity of God. The truth is, you and I cannot cancel the generosity of God any more than we can cancel the law of gravity. You might say, Kevin, I don't believe in God. I'm atheist. And you would be saying that standing on the generosity of God. You can climb up to the highest building or the highest uh, ledge possible in your world and you can declare, I cancel the law of gravity, but when you jump out, you will fall and you could even die as a result. And you cannot cancel the law of gravity and you can't cancel the generosity of God. Right now, every person who is saying they don't believe in God or they're atheists or they don't want to have anything to do with the presence of God is doing that in the context, standing on the generosity of God. I want to encourage everyone watching, take a deep breath with me. You ready? 
You just experienced the generosity of God. You and I are covered by the generosity of God. But the day is coming. Let us take warning when you and I will be aware of the existence of the presence of God, the generosity of God, and people will be in hell without the presence of God and the generosity of God. God forbid we have to see that reality. The truth is, during the pandemic, every one of us has benefited from Psalm 46 that says God is an ever-present help in time of need. When Jesus comes and separates out those who passionately pursue the presence of God from those who could care less about the presence of God, there is going to be the reality of hell where there is no presence of God, where there is constant need but without generosity. And it will be over at that time to call upon the name of Jesus for salvation. It will be over to experience the presence of God. The opportunity to experience the generosity of God will be over for everyone in hell. And I don't want to wait to then, and I don't want you to wait to then to experience the value of generosity of your heavenly Father. Jesus says even the demons know the existence of God and they tremble. Do you have a firm grasp on the character of God that he is a generous father? God today wants you and I to think about what it is for sinful fathers, dads, moms, even aunts and uncles and even friends when we are misunderstood. Parents, have you ever had a child that treated you more like an ATM than as a generous parent? Friends, have you ever had anyone in your life take advantage of you, treat you with a lack of respect, a lack of gratitude? We all have. And in Matthew 7, 11, Jesus says, if you being sinful know the shame, know the disgust, know the misfortune of what it feels like to not be perceived in your generosity, to be caring, a, be a caring parent, a, a, a parent that's really invested, a friend that truly cares, then how much more would your Heavenly Father grieve when you and I miss His proper identity that he is a generous father. Do you pray knowing you are praying to the generous father? Do you wake up ready to experience the generosity of God in your life? Do you expect generosity? Do you live in awe of the generosity of God? So God sent me here to declare Will you listen to the voice of God in your inner spirit as he says, I am generosity. The second thing he wants to say to you in your inner spirit is I empower generosity. 
we need to grasp this. We need to understand it. Look in your Bibles at James chapter 1, verse 17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father, generous Father. The reality is, you and I do not result from a big bang that happened thousands of years ago. Look at Genesis chapter 1, and you will see that God created life, and He put life to be sustained, to be able to reproduce Life is empowered. Every dad and every mom has been empowered by God to bring offspring into the world. Every seed empowered by God to bring a harvest. Life is empowered generosity. We are told in the word that we love God because he first loved us. You can't love God without experiencing the reality of empowered generosity. Fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, is empowered generosity. Tithing is empowered generosity. I want to just show you this as an example. I have $10 right here. And tithing is simply taking the income that God brings into your life and returning 10% of it over to him. And so every good and perfect gift comes from God and we are called to return a tithe, to return 10%. So often it is possible for you and I to be reluctant about giving this instead of in awe that we have been given 90% to, to live on, to steward for our livelihood. And so we can blame and shame God instead of living empowered by God's generosity. And when we understand that it is God who never ever asks us for anything out of our hand that He doesn't Himself put into our hand, then we are willing, gladly, willing, excited, hilariously cheerful about giving Him a tithe giving him even offerings out of what we have left because he is worthy, because he is a generous father. He empowers generosity. I want you to hear him whisper into your inner spirit, I empower generosity. Everything that he asks of you, even calling on the name of Jesus, where did you get Jesus for salvation? For God so loved that He gave. You would not even have the gift of salvation if God had not empowered you by giving His one and only Son so that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but would live forever. That's empowered generosity. God paid for the penalty of your sin before you even ask for forgiveness. He wants you to hear Him say, I bless, but would live forever. That's empowered generosity. God paid for the penalty of your sin before you even ask for forgiveness. That's empowered generosity. I could go on and on and on, but I want you to let the Holy Spirit quicken into your spirit the reality that God 
says, I am generosity. Are you experiencing the generosity of your heavenly father? I want you to hear him whisper into your inner spirit, I empower generosity. And then the third thing that he sent me here to say is he wants you to hear him say, I bless generosity. Will you hear him whisper that into your spirit? Will you, will you just sit in his presence? Let him put you on his lap. Let him embrace you with his love and hear him speak to your inner spirit. I bless generosity. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 38 with me. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together, make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Do you hear stingy in that? Do you hear a God who wants to take from you instead of a God who wants to bless and give and be generous to you? I want to challenge you to change your approach from God from this day forward. If you are not waking up every morning in awe of God's generosity, if you're not praying every prayer expecting the generosity of God, if you're not going to church sitting on the edge of your seat at the worship and the preached word, expecting the generosity of God, I challenge you to commit today to do so and watch what happens. I grew up poor. I remember as a small child, we would eat beans on one day and we would have bean soup the next day. I know what it's like to go to school with holes in the back seat of my pants before it was cool to wear it that way. I grew up poor, and by the grace of God, I have now flown over a million miles, 27 different countries, been in and out of India for over 12 decades, and I have witnessed the generosity of God. And I live expectant of my Heavenly Father's generosity. And I am willing to act upon this revelation of God whispering to my spirit, I am generosity. Him affirming the revelation, I empower generosity. I'm not after you to get from you. I'm here to give you everything I will ask of you. And I bless generosity. Jesus said, you are more blessed when you give than when you receive. Everyone watching knows the blessing of receiving. We love to get gifts. And yet Jesus had the audacity to say, you're actually more blessed when you give than when you receive. That's the audacious generosity of God. And so I wanna also challenge you to purpose in your heart what you will do when God blesses you, when God gives you his generosity that it will be used for kingdom good. Look at James chapter four, verses two through three. 
Now, you've heard me talk a lot about how purity precedes prosperity. And this is where we get it. it look at the, at the call to proper motives here. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. In the NIV, you desire, but you do not have. So you kill. You covenant. I mean, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Years ago, I gave my livelihood over to God. And I committed that whatever He would put into my hands would be used for kingdom good. And I have seen miracle after miracle after miracle. If you need any evidence to the generosity of God, come sit with me and let me just share how God has proven Himself faithful and generous over and over and over. How comfortable are you with the word generosity? I believe when Jesus says, and you will be my witnesses, one of those witnesses is in the area of generosity. And yet I know believers who are very generous, but yet they would never measure themselves as a generous soul because the culture of the world does not applaud generosity. In the context of, of what success in life looks like. See, we live in a world that says success is measured by zeros in your bank account, not zeros on your giving statement. And so you can take very successful entrepreneurs, I know them, and they have done very well in business and yet they do not have millions sitting in the bank today. And they, by the world standards, would consider themselves a failure in business. And yet, throughout the years, they have just been audaciously generous. And God's kingdom has been extended. Bibles have been purchased. Food has been distributed. Pastors have been trained. Training centers have been built. Baptismal tanks have been provided. Churches have buildings as a result of their generosity. And yet the world would say they're a business failure because they don't have all the millions in the bank. Well, I have decided that's how I want to go to heaven. I don't care about having millions upon millions in the bank for me and my family and my estate. God is so faithful to us. We have more today than we've ever had in our life. Every good and perfect gift is from our Father above. And I believe God wants to raise up a, um, a nation of people, a tribe of people who will be known for their generosity, who will be remembered for their generosity. You know, if you and I approach life like this, there will be books that will be written and published because we will be faithful to 
Psalm 96.3, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone the great things he does. I'm convinced there aren't more believers writing books about their Jesus story because they are yet to accept the generosity of their heavenly father. And so to them, a book is something God's asking them for instead of something he's empowering them, something that he will bless in them. Leaving your Jesus story for your ancestors for the second and third and fourth generation to invest your faith that God is giving to you in your lifetime into your future generations is generosity. Will you embrace the audacious generosity of God? Will you leave a legacy of generosity? Will you simply just commit to take the generosity of God and share it with future generations so that everyone can have access to know about Jesus. I would much rather know that as a result of my life, a billion people in India were able to hold a Bible than, than there to be untold riches in bank accounts that future generations in my family might even dispute over. Yes, I love to take care of my wife and our kids and our grandkids. We have college funds for our grandkids. We do want to take care of our family. But way beyond that, we are free because God has taken care of us to give with audacious generosity to kingdom good. And so I'm raising up a business and I'm calling on every business owner Go into business to make a profit for the kingdom of God, to invest it in kingdom good, and watch what God does. Will you join us? You know, it, sometimes we jokingly say, God, if you will let me win the lottery, I will give a tithe, and I will do this, and I will do that. But how serious are we? Jesus taught us, if you cannot be trusted with one dollar, how are you going to be trusted with $10? If God can't trust you with 50 cent, why would he trust you with 50 million? And so begin with what is in your hand right now to live with audacious generosity. You know, the motivation will never happen if you and I assault the character of God with today's culture. Today's culture is cynical. It doesn't trust. It's a blame and shame world in which we live in. And this world would look at our Heavenly Father and believe that He wants and takes more than He gives. And God is looking for a people, you and I, who will properly represent the generosity of God to a watching world. Can we pray together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to bring your word. And I pray that you would turn on lights, that you would reveal truth, and that you would change our minds about generosity. Lord, let us run into this word. Let us run into every reality of your character. Forgive us for every way in which we pick up the influences of the culture around us and let us know you for who you truly are. 
would you remove barriers as it relates to generosity that we might experience your audacious generosity in our life that we might wake up being thankful for it tomorrow that we would pray every prayer for the rest of our life expecting your generosity forgive us for every way in which we have assaulted your character and let us maintain and exalt the proper identity of our Heavenly Father help us to realize that we being sinful fathers know how to give good gifts to our children how much more will you love to give good gifts good gifts to your children who ask you would you give us grace to ask give us grace to expect father I pray that you would move everyone under the sound of my voice to be a part of a generation of audacious generosity for your glory for your kingdom come we love you and we praise you in Jesus name amen amen praise the Lord hallelujah do you receive the Word of God put your hands together if you receive the Word of God amen well before we say goodbye I just want to wish every one of you a very Merry Christmas may you truly experience the presence the peace the power of Almighty God in your mind in your emotions in your finances in your life in your family this Christmas and Happy New Year I will be back in 2023 standing here helping you prosper in the presence of God I look forward to seeing you very soon God bless you I love you goodbye Research shows 3 billion people still have limited to no access to know about Jesus. Did you know that if 3 billion people formed a human chain, it would circle the earth at the equator 75 times? One of those billion people far from God calls India home. Global Hope India has been empowering Christian churches throughout India as they provide access for all people to know about Jesus. Learn more at globalhopeindia.org. That's globalhopeindia.org. Thank you for listening to the Missions Changed My Life show by Global Hope India with Kevin White. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for help in writing, editing, publishing, marketing your book, or building your brand. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere books are sold. Your five-star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright Global Hope India, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of how God uses missions to bring real and lasting change through Jesus Christ. Join Global Hope India again next week for Missions Changed My Life with Kevin White.